Hello and welcome to the Small Batches podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hawkins. In each episode, I share a small batch of software delivery education. Topics include DevOps, Lean, continuous delivery, and conversations with industry leaders. Today, I'm sharing a book summary with you of Principles of Product Development Flow. This book is outstanding. It's hard for me to believe that it was written in 2009 because it feels ahead of its time. I highly recommend this book. Looking back, I can see the connection between lean manufacturing as discussed in the High Velocity Edge or in the Toyota Way, and also the straight line to modern day lean software development. I appreciated how often Reinertsen points out applying lean manufacturing to product development as well attentioned, but doesn't work. This is why it's important to grok the difference between stable, repetitive processes and the less predictable and more risky processes at the heart of product development. This is a dense book that I actually had to read through twice to get the gist. I've done my best to compress the high-level points into this episode. There's a lot of nuance in the book that simply cannot fit into this episode. Hopefully, it's enough to pique your interest. All right, let's begin. Donald Runnerson's 2009 book defines over 150 principles of product development flow. The book begins with an attack on the status quo. The status quo does not correctly apply economic arguments, it ignores cues, forces a manufacturing mindset onto product development, and overly uses centralized command and control structures. All that inhibits flow and negatively impacts businesses. The book's principles offer an alternative. The principles begin and end with economics. Businesses speak the language of finance, not the language of proxy metrics like cycle time. If all proxy metrics are quantified economically, then complex decisions become possible. This is just like how prices coordinate local and global economies. Prices communicate information that enables distributed decision-making without losing alignment. Reinertsen's economic system prices work in cost of delay. Cost of delay communicates economic value and urgency. It's a measure of time on valuable outcomes. Cost of delay quantifies the economic impact of work sitting idle in queues. All product development teams have backlogs. That's a queue. It's a line of waiting work. Queuing theory instructs us how to optimize the queue, thus reducing the economic impact of work waiting in the queue. Queue performance is negatively correlated with variability in processing times. The status quo assumes that variation is bad and thus should be eliminated. This is a manufacturing-centered approach to stable, in the statistical process control sense, processes. But product development processes are not inherently stable. Product development has one element that manufacturing processes do not. Risk. Risk comes with asymmetric risk-reward payoffs. It's possible that a $5,000 project generates $100,000 in profit. It's also possible that it generates $0 in profit. But in this case, adding risk creates variation. But not all variation is bad. In this context, variation is a tool for creating economic value. The work must ultimately pass through a queue to deliver on the asymmetric risk-reward payoff. We want higher flow through the queues. Queuing theory is the guide. Start by reducing the batch size. In other words, break work up into many small increments. 
Reducing the batch size accelerates feedback and reduces risk, thus making it easier to hit that sweet spot in the asymmetric payoff function. There's another lever to pull on for improving flow through queues. Just a short bit of queuing theory first. The shorter the queue, the faster the flow. It's best to keep queues short. This is a difficult shift for many managers and companies because they believe a full workload is a good thing. It's not. Work in progress constraints are the countermeasure. Work in progress constraints are powerful because they are cheap, incremental, and reversible. They enable continuous improvement in matching demand and capacity. Most importantly, they prevent queues from reaching dangerously expensive levels of congestion. The queues do not exist in isolation. They are networked with other queues. Product development does not flow linearly. It's a network. Work-in-progress constraints create a cadence between queues. This behaves like a natural synchronization mechanism across queues. Cadence also mitigates against accumulating variability in sequential processes. However, work still needs sequencing. Economics defines how to sequence work, in other words, how to order the queues. When the cost of delay are similar, do the shortest job first. When job durations are similar, do the high cost of delay job first. When job durations and delay costs are not homogeneous, use the weighted shortest job first method. These are the decision heuristics given to us by pricing work and cost of delay. They deliver the most economic value and on top of that promote fast flow through the queues. All this exists in a feedback loop. Faster feedback is better. Faster feedback leads to less variation. That leads to lower work in progress. That leads to faster flow time. That leads to faster learning, and that powers the continuous improvement cycle. These feedback loops work better in distributed organizations. There's no binary choice between decentralization and centralization. Instead, organizations should adapt to the task at hand, expanding and contracting control and decision-making when needed. This allows individuals and teams to make the best economic decisions. Thank you for listening to another episode of Small Batches. If you want to learn more about the principles of product development flow, then I recommend listening to the previous two episodes of this podcast. Episode number 59 introduces the five time thieves. This episode expands on factors that impede flow and just why work and progress constraints are so important. Episode number 58 covers queuing theory with more detail on variables impacting queue performance and exactly what to do about it. Finally, go to smallbadges.fm slash 60 for links to everything discussed in this episode and to subscribe to this podcast. I hope to have you back again for the next episode. Until then, happy shipping.